The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me for uh, for the film room every single week, Mr. Brian Finch. What's up, my dude? How are you? I'm in person. It's been a long time. It has been. Probably November. Yeah. Yeah. When did you go down with your injury? December. I went out for surgery December second. But you got. When did you get hurt? Back in October. I had come in between. You did when I originally hurt myself. Yeah. Yeah. You did. That is true. December second. So. Yeah. Once the weather started getting weird and icky. Yeah, it makes it difficult. It does. It's a long drive. I appreciate you coming out here. Um, so yeah, this is the first. This is legit the first time. I mean, I've seen you in person, of course, but the first time we've recorded. In person, in, yeah. uh, in in quite some time, so uh, I'm I'm elated uh, for it. Of course, um, yeah, it's the film room. We had a wonderful conference championship weekend. Very exciting stuff. Very, I mean, all the games were amazing. Yeah, as, as the we last all two weeks of games have been amazing. Well, yes, we have been very fortunate as far as high caliber um, quarterback play and just impressive matchups. But I mean. Like me and t- me and you talked about leading up, you know, Joe Burrow was gonna lead them to win the AFC North. Remember, we said that, yeah. And then we said, we yeah, definitely, totally. And then we definitely said, you know, he'd he'd uh, host the first game uh, home playoff game in Cincinnati since the eighties, right? Yeah. And then go on back to back roads, uh, road playoff games, and beat the number one team, right? And then the de facto number one team because you took out. The number one seed in the AFC. Correct. It went exactly as scripted. Yep. It's kind of boring, actually, we, the way that it came out like that. We definitely didn't predict, you know, <laughs> that they all like have like two, three, four, five wins. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely didn't. Do yeah. That. We, it's not like we almost predicted that, you know, they were going to be one of the first teams to fire their coach or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. It's Burrow. Whoever, whoever did that was silly. Um, <laughs> Joey B is a difference maker. He he changes everything. Dude, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Very very happy, um, you know, for this Bengal squad. Who it still doesn't feel real to me. Very much not. No. Yeah. Like no. It, it doesn't. I woke up today, and it, I, I mean, even just talking to Brian before we got here and started recording, I was just like, "Did that really happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that really a thing?" But it is. It is. And uh, yeah, the Bengals and the Rams, of course. Meeting in the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. We got some news and stuff to kind of talk about that I didn't really get a chance to yesterday for our weekend roundup. Um, over the weekend, Tom Brady retired, yet yeah, didn't retire. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. Apparently, from what I understand, there's a he gets like a $15 million bonus or something like that after like on like February 4th or 5th. 
or there's some kind of big bonus in his contract, so that's why he's waiting officially for uh, for that to occur. Then he's going to retire. He'd be silly not to. So uh, we're on Brady watch as far as retirement goes. Big Ben officially retired last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. I think we brought we might have brought that up. A uh, couple head coaching moves. I, I don't remember if we brought up Dable to the Giants, um, but that that was a thing. Uh, Josh McDaniels to the Raiders. That's cool. Least favorite move. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, uh, apparently a lot of the uh, Raiders players share your sentiment from the on the interwebs. Of course, you know, you know, I don't believe everything that they say, but mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's because I have that the inside um, yeah, source yeah. with the Raiders. Remember, that's right. That's yeah. right. I can I can speak directly to the source right now and just say, you know, uh, let's leak it out that uh, Josh McDaniels, um, I don't know, had some um, has some nude photos of himself out there or something, <laughs> <laughs> or a sex tape. Uh-huh. What? How are you gonna get him out here? No, he's not. This is it. He's he's the Raiders coach. It's not like the Colts. All over gonna really, Prince? Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a first. Prince, yeah, Prince just insisting on being on the recording. I guess so. Getting on my nerves today. Uh, and then, yeah, Matt Eberflus uh, for the Bears, which was a little surprising. Right. We might have talked about that one, too. I can't remember. It's been a long week. A lot of football that has occurred. There's still so much more that's got to happen. It's all football news. Of course, we're getting the off season. There's still quite a few coaching hirings, um, you know, left to go. This, you know, the Saints are still looking for a coach. Jacksonville. Uh, wait, did we talk about the Broncos? Oh, we didn't even talk about the Broncos head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. So there are some pieces falling. Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota, Jacksonville, uh, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Houston. Vikings are supposedly leaning towards Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that is interesting. Supposedly. Supposedly. What do you think about it? I mean, you're a Michigan guy. I hate him. I know you do, but as far as like where your team stands, you, you okay with it? Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You don't get a pat on the back and, and everything for finally beating Ohio State for, for your, I don't know, seven years. It took him seven tries right. to do it. So let him go be weird for an NFL franchise. <laughs> <laughs> he's the weirdest dude. He's he's he makes the funniest faces. Like I thought that uh people got too hyped about uh Belichick's kid and the way he kind of like makes like obviously he does. Yeah, he does. It's the weirdest thing. Talk. But uh I think he just I think that's just a head some weird head coach thing cuz Harba does it. He does it on the sides all the time like like what is that? Uh-huh. I mean maybe you make weird faces Focusing? that you don't realize. Could be. Oh, I'm very aware when I'm making weird faces. It's normally on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, it's just a reflex for some people. It's just like breathing, being a don't weirdo. It, don't you ex- Well, yeah. I mean, he may have had his head knocked in, and that's why he acts the way he does. His brother doesn't act like that. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. You never John, John Harbaugh seems pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I do like him a lot. Uh, the only news that I have to add is the... Bills are interviewing the Ravens wide receivers coach for their vacant offensive coordinator job. That's pretty cool. But everyone's just chalking it up to the Rooney rule, which I hate. Like, I love the spirit of the Rooney rule. Yeah. I hate the way teams use it. 
I agree. It's, it's like an obligatory like thing. That's how I feel about David Cauley's hiring right now, last year for the Houston. Yeah. I feel like it was and like I'm never one to quickly jump to that mm-hmm. and go that far, but I'm kind of like yo, you hired this dude for like one year. I know. it's it's yeah. it's one of those things. But. Well and it's it's a larger issue than that. It's it stems to, you know, collegiate head coaching. You know, my coaches of minority um, status are don't get as big of paydays. They don't get as long of a leash as other guys. Right. Like a, a, it's just it's just facts backed up by numbers and and real you know relationships built and insider information. And it's sad to see, but maybe we'll get there someday. Maybe. I mean, look how long it took for. And as painful as it is to say that you know quarterbacks didn't get chances if you were of a certain color you know right. we had we had our, our we had Doug Williams who I was a huge fan of when I was a kid cuz I loved the Redskins yes I can say that cuz back then that's what they were called <laughs> uh because they match my little loops colors right so it was like cool like oh let's I wear the same kind of uniform um but my dad like showed me like you know Doug Williams and like watch what this dude do the dude was a pure passer man I'm, like a few field general back there and that was it. It was like him, and then you had um, uh, Randall Cunningham for a while, and it was just Warren Moon. And yeah, it just changed everything. Oh, well, Warren Moon's path to the NFL, the most absurd thing ever. One of the most decorated quarterbacks in college history, and he has to go play in the CFL. Right. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I don't get it. But um, but yeah, the coaching search continues. We'll try our best to keep you as updated as we possibly can. Of course, I'm sure. Uh, you get your information firsthand from the Schefters, the reports of the world, Tom Pelissero's, all those guys. But um, yeah, I'll be all over the Harborough, the Harborough news. I'm worry. sure you will be. <laughs> I'm sure you will be. Uh, but yeah, so we got the film room to do today, and um, yeah, we're gonna take. I mean, only two games to really pick from. Uh, Brian is taking a different approach, which I really like today. He's going to. Um, you're taking a look at. I guess a tale of two halves, yeah. so to speak. So he's going to cover the defensive stuff today completely. I'm going to cover the offensive end of the stuff. I have one from both games, uh, the Rams and the uh, and the Bengals one. Just some cool little stuff that I noticed. Uh, cool route running, cool s- scheming, and and uh, selling, I guess, is, is another phrase. So um, so that is what we're going to be doing Excuse me, today. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else before we get going? No, I don't think so. Man. All right. I guess it's time to hop in. I guess it's time to hop into our film room study. So let's jump in. We're going to start off. We'll get the Rams and the 49ers business out of the way. Okay. So uh, what I want to look at, man, is is Matthew Stafford again. I can't tell you how many times we've talked about him this season. Right? I'm sure we've – I think we've done film study on him. Cooper Cup, at least each of us one time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'd have to look back and, and see. But, man, this this dynamic has been so incredibly efficient in making this Rams the this, this Super Bowl bona fide team, right? Uh, you know, if Stafford and Cup doesn't work, uh, I don't know if we're talking about the Rams as Super you know, NFC champions right now. Definitely not. Uh, it has been electric. You know, a near, I think it's relatively close comparatively to... Uh, Stafford's year with Calvin Johnson, it might have exceeded it. I think Cooper, I, I'm not entirely certain on that. 
But I know statistically it's pretty damn close. And Matthew Stafford is under center for, for all of it. But uh, we know that San Fran has given the Rams a lot of trouble. Yeah, six. it was six straight. He had, yeah. Is he? He might have just took a dump on our video. <laughs> oh, you are the worst, Prince. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's this 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 postseason has done so much in the you know in for the legacy of Matthew Stafford I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I want to take away from this is that they traded him for this reason to get him there to get him that far you take out Tom Brady you take out you know your your NFC West rivals the the, the Cardinals and the 49ers all right that's a pretty damn good postseason run. And this 49ers team is no slouch either. It's a very good defensive unit, and they were making it tough. That's the point I was trying to get at before my dog started pooping on the floor. Anyways, uh, the, yeah, the 49ers, they're making things tough. It, it was scoreless into the second uh, second quarter, actually. And right now the first play we're going to look at is that first touchdown, which was on the Rams. It was uh, Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. You Cooper guessed Cup. it. Cooper Cup. Uh if you want to see the original video, of course, I'm going to... I know I always struggle to get these YouTube videos up. I will have it up at some point. But if you want to watch the original video that we are basing our film study off of, uh, it is the 49ers versus Rams NFC Championship Highlights NFL 2021 video. Uh, and we are three minutes, four seconds into it. It is uh, the second quarter, eight minutes, 51 seconds remaining in the first half. Third and 13. Very precarious position. An easy field goal for the Rams, but you know, listen, a chance, a trip to the Super Bowl is on the line. It's you got to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You got. We were saying yesterday when we watched the Bengals game, we were like, you can't just score field goals against this team. You just got to, you got to put touchdowns and you got to put them on the board. So for uh, for our audio listeners, our vi- our video watchers, let's take a. Uh, Let's take a look and uh, listen at this play. Stafford, end zone cup. He's got it. Touchdown Rams. Okay, so here we are. Uh, A beautiful touchdown, a beautiful route. Um, Cooper Cup, man, surprisingly one of the best route runners in you know in the NFL he's you know I, what I really liked about this play was how he attacked the seam right that's a big deal he attacked the seam and he did he he weaved in and out of what San Francisco gave him did his route and caught a nice uh corner post i think is the, is yeah. the is the phrase for it uh it's it's really tremendous so that's what i wanted to break down um let's take a look at the personnel for this uh for this one. So the Rams are in 11 personnel. All right. There is a running back off to the right-hand side of Matthew Stafford. And, of course, we have uh, we have a tight end. We have an extra tight end on the line. Uh, he's on the left side of the offensive line, the very far left there. Um, and it's shotgun trips strong. So the tight end being on the left-hand side makes, we've talked about this, not as often as, as maybe some other plays and situations, schemes, so on, but a tight end being on the uh, on a side makes it the strong side. Yeah. All right, that is extra linemen, extra protection. It is the strong side, and our tight end is lined up next to two wide receivers. 
All right, that is OBJ and I believe Van Jefferson down on the left hand, the left side of this offensive formation. At uh, the top of the formation is Cooper Cup. He's got one-on-one coverage. All right, it's really it's it's the perfect scenario. You bunch up one side, you put Cooper Cup, your 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 X guy, essentially. You, you put him on the opposite side where there's less people covering. It's the perfect opportunity to, to get a strike. And this is what they've done really well. A lot of good teams know how to do this well. They bunch every, they bunch the other guys up to pull defenders away, and you try to get one-on-one coverage with your with your with your X with your with your number your true number one. So the uh, 49ers in a four-three. All right, cover one. They got one man deep, and they are playing. You can definitely tell when the play starts to unfold that they're playing zone coverage. Of course, we always talk about zone becomes man at some point. Every kind of coverage becomes man coverage at some point. And that's exactly what kind of unfolds here. But their guys are playing back mostly. I think Cooper Cup is getting man coverage right over here. Uh, of course, being on the right-hand side of the field. But, uh, but yeah, let's start to watch this play break down. Mute it here for you. All right, so it starts off, beautiful snap. And Stafford showing that how good of a quarterback he is, right? He's, I don't know if this is always intended to go to Cooper Cup. But his first read is to the left-hand side of the field. Smart, right? That's the bunch formation. I, you know, bunch. Well, the the group. That's the group essentially. And I've said many times on the show how much I love group formations. There's a lot you can do with it. I mean, honestly, there's some really good possibilities here. Um, you know, ball. They they got to go. They got to get a first down. It is third and thirteen. So this is more sure to pull some defenders up, and they kind of do. Looks like some of our, our defensive backs are playing the uh, well for the for the Rams the left hand side of the field where that bunch formation is, but uh, you know that's this kind of what they want right. So Stafford sells it to the left hand side, his left hand side, the 49ers right hand side, and um, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily like what he sees. Of course, you know, like I said, he's got to get the ball in the end zone or at least get this first down. And what he does is he takes a look to the right. All right, his running back which I believe that's Cam Akers, uh, right? Daryl Henderson's out, I think. Well, Cam Akers is the guy anyways. Um, he's running a little route here, and we have some defensive backs, maybe linebackers, playing in the coverage. They're, he's guarding the uh, Cam Akers, the running back. Cooper Cup, seeing this, uh, you know, using I guess in a sense using the distraction of Cam Akers kind of coming up for this little short route, uh, gives him a moment of time to split, to, to get in between the seams, all right, get in between these defenders. All right, there's another defender coming up here, our our, our cover one guy, our safety, um, that sta- or, excuse me, that Cooper Cup runs uh, basically a corner, runs that corner post, runs the corner of the end zone. And um, yeah, let's see, and there it is. Yep, he catches the seam. It's a... It's a dime. We love our dime phrase. We do. We do. That is the best thing. And it is a dime, and Cooper Cup has, you know, people around him, but just <clears throat> enough space to do what he has to do to make this catch and and to put some points on the board. And it's it's a beautiful, beautiful pass. Uh, again, it's there's still in, it's safe. I think it's a safe pass. You know, there's minimal risk of an interception, I think, with the with where the ball placement is. Um, minimal risk of that, and you can get a field goal if things don't go don't go correctly. So 
they hit it. They get the points on the board. And boom. Cooper Cup's like 140-something yard day is, you know, now we're cranking. Now we're cranking here. All right. So one last look at this play. I'll turn turn it up a little bit. All right. So the ball is snapped again. Shotgun. 11 personnel are tight end to the left-hand side. Um, There it is. Making his reads to the left. Maybe he's got something, but these defensive backs, these linebackers who are in coverage are, um, you know, they're, they're guarding this bunch formation. And Cooper Cup, they have these guys just let Cooper Cup go past him <laughs> like nothing. No, there was really no pressing on the line. I, I didn't notice either from the defense. They didn't really challenge him. They kind of let him go, which is a little weird for a, uh, a Niners defense. They really did not. Yeah, see. This little route in here pulled them up a bit. And they're just like, ah, oh, our safety essentially has Cooper. And now. Cup. He's nah. got it. Touchdown Rams. I mean, it's a great route, obviously. And I'm never going to take anything away from Cooper Cup after the season he had. But that has to be a blown coverage with the way that cornerback. So he, cornerback, the cornerback takes Cooper Cup. Let's Cooper Cup go. Looks like he's eyeing that running back, and then he bails on the running back like, oh, crap. So I don't know if there was a miscommunication and if it was man, because if that's the case, then the safety knows he just has to take him if he comes comes to him. Right. But the safety doesn't. He watches Cooper Cup run to him and then takes him, and the cornerback is just sitting there in a zone, in a soft zone, as if he's supposed to take the under and pass off the over. So I I don't know whose goof up it is. I'm guessing it's probably the safety. That's kind of what I'm guessing. I'm thinking too. it's the safety that that goofed up and for whatever reason didn't realize that you know it, hey if Cooper Cups takes us to the back corner that that's your man now because right. we're we're running too high safety or or single high safety and yeah goofed. Big yeah, time, big goof, big big spot, and Cup makes big catches. <clears throat> but but an, an an inexperienced wide receiver, and inexperienced quarterback may not get to this play, may not get to this throw, right? Because he doesn't see, you know, the the goof up. No, no doubt. So yeah, this was a big time play. Put uh, Rams on the board and kind of set the trend. I know it took him a while to kind of get going again as far as scoring and stuff goes, but uh, first points of the game. Stafford Cooper Cup, if you're the Rams, you don't want it any other way. They were very committed to trying to run the ball. That's the one thing I kept taking out of it. Yeah. They really wanted to be able to run that that rock. They, and they, they did a weird. good job of mixing it up. It was, it was definitely weird. But <clears throat> Stafford mixed it up, too, which i got to give a lot of credit. Like, I was trying to find a um, an, a big-time OBJ play. And I, obviously, honestly, a lot of OBJ stuff was just kind of go out there and catch the damn ball. Like there was no, there was. I mean, he, he's a good route runner, no doubt about it. Yeah. But he's 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 grown on me as a, as a receiver again this year. And uh, you know, I was trying to look for hit, you know, a, a big play for him. And, and OBJ became a big time threat for this Rams team. And yep. you know, that helps Cup. That helps the run game. Their backup tight end because Higby got hurt. Yep. Um, their backup tight end, I can't remember his name. <laughs> He, you know, he had some big, big time catches. Yeah. It all balanced out. McVeigh did a really, really good job offensively getting this team, you know, calling the right plays and getting this team in the right situation. So, uh, but that is play number one. All right, definitely want to take a look at that. It was a bad weekend for uh, tight ends. 
Tight ends getting hurt left and right. Yeah, Yazuma. Um, everybody but Kelsey, pretty no, much. Another one of the ACL club. You know, just just. I add thought Yazuma t- was MCL. Is it MCL? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think so. Fortunately, they. I think Zach Taylor said there's a chance. I think. I think it was him. A chance of uh, maybe a heavy brace. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't imagine coming back if it was if it's an MCL sprain. Yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely. Yeah, I couldn't remember what was exactly quoted, or maybe maybe it was a uh, maybe they just avoided it or something like that. I, that's crazy. I can't. It's, I can't if that, if that's some good luck right there. Yeah, seriously, <clears throat> Zuma's a big time. You know, a big aspect of this offense. Uh, play number two. So our second offensive play before uh, Brian takes care of the defense. I want to look at the Bengals and the Chiefs because, uh, you know, we talked a little a, a little bit about it last week. Kind of what this team has to do to, to succeed. I, I, I think that the ten, that Tennessee's defense was a, maybe a little bit better. They definitely did a better job of getting to Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, against this horrendous offensive line, but the Chiefs did play pretty dang well. All right. They, they, they essentially, well, not completely iced out, but they made the Bengals look inept. At one point, Brian looked at me yesterday. We were watching the game, and he goes, hey, Star Wars Battlefront of the new Madden. And and I was like, you know what? Let's do Battlefront. And and we did it. And we came back just after halftime and just things were night and day difference and that's kind of what Brian wants to go into. Yeah, we we tuned in just as like the tide was turning and we're like, whoa, here we go. Yeah, I think it might have been a Mahomes interception. Maybe. I can't I can't remember off the I top. I think of it my was. Head. I think it was. That's right. He threw two. I think he threw two. Mm-hmm. One in overtime, one in regulation. Mm-hmm. But um, you know they got to keep things fun. Yeah, you know, really hone in on this run game to open things up for the pass game because, you know, for the most part they did a pretty good job in the well they in, they did in the first half they did a good job of shutting down Jamar Chase and Higgins and they could not get anything going. There were so many three and outs, so many. It was just some some doozies, some doozies of drives that just didn't go anywhere. Um, big opportunities just kind of blown. So they really started to you know they they. But they stay committed, and that's what I liked about it. They didn't panic. You know, Joe Burrow is starting to earn this Joe Cool moniker, which was rightfully given to Joe Montana because Joe Montana was calm, cool, and collected in the pocket when he played. When when stuff broke down, he was he was cool. And Joe Burrow, you know, did not stave away from that. I mean, obviously, play calling, you know, goes hand in hand, but they, they all stayed the course. They stayed committed, and that's why they won. But uh, I wanted to look at this play. All right, this is from the Bengals versus Chiefs AFC Championship highlights video, NFL 2021. Um, three minutes, 19 seconds into that video, uh, the Bengals have the ball at about the yeah, it's about the 25 yard line. Uh, 12 minutes, 10 seconds left in the first half, second quarter. They're at second and 10. Yeah, they're down three to 14. All right, I really like this uh, this design of this play. And uh, we're gonna listen and watch it first before we uh, before we start to break this thing down. So let's kick it off, and here we go. This crowd and Mahomes. This is a tough one for him. Second and ten. They're able to get a big run out of Mixon. Third. All right. So it doesn't sound like a whole lot. All right. And visually, it may not look like a whole mu- a whole lot of stuff. But I thought it was a really nice way for you know to get Joe Mixon going. You get you get your running back hot, good things happen. It was a good fake out. I, I like the play design. 
of this. And the whole fake out actually worked pretty well. So what they did here, what this, uh, what we have here for personnel, the Bengals are an 11 with a shotgun split back formation. But the interesting thing here is that they don't have two running backs out there. It's Jamar Chase on the left-hand side and Joe Mixon um, to Joe Burrow's right. Um, T. Higgins is out there, Tyler Boyd, and then we have our backup tight end, Drew Sample, who is out there uh, on the left-hand side of the field. But it's, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of protection here for Joey B if he decides to go in the pass game. Um, and even, like, even still, it's a little weird looking at it, knowing that it's going to be a run play, right? Looking at this formation and, you know, what it's, how the play is going to come out. It's not very well protected. It's not very well guarded. We know their offensive line is bad, and there's not really a whole lot of extra help um, in this play. So uh, let's take a look at the uh, the defense personnel there in 4-3, cover one man. It's just, it's uh, um, oh, it's a man in a zone. It's man and zone, I guess, depending on who, who you're looking at. Sample's got like one-on-one coverage, uh, which is really... I guess it's not too bad. But uh, Higgins and, and Boyd are in zone coverage. So I guess I can understand that. Uh, the play opens up. This crowd. Oh, I should probably mute that. All right. Joe Burrow waves Jamar Chase into motion. So, all right. The defense is like, oh, boy. What do we got coming here? It's Jamar Chase. Let's move. And then, of course, our defensive back, one of our defensive backs, moves to that side. He's ready to give some extra, you know, throw an extra defender in, in, in covering Jamar Chase, which is really smart. Um, because of what's about to happen, it, it pulls a it pulls a defender back. Right? It pulls a defender back and away from the middle of the field for them to hand the ball off to Joe Mixon. All right, They take it. Joe Mixon takes it. He runs up the middle, follows his blocker. Excellent job. Drew Samples up at the top of the field, number 89. And he's pushing a defender off. But uh, we're not done there. Because Joe Burrow's going to do a fake little a little pump fake post handoff. And move these Kansas City defenders back. All right. Push give them give Joe Mixon some extra room to, to get a bigger gain. All right. All it takes is a second. We talk about it all the time. All it takes is a second to um you know, to, to, to get, you know, possibly hit a break, get some big yardage. A second of distraction of a defender is could be the difference between, you know, one yard and, and ten yards. That's how quick it goes. So, uh, and Joe Mixon ends up getting ten here. Right? He ends up getting a first down and then some. And I think it's like a 12, 13-yard run. So, Looking it back, I just I again I really really like this play design and how they how they went about it. Uh, limited protection up front; it's their bare bones, basic offensive line. Again, split backs, and Jamar Chase is probably the most important part of this thing. Oh, I, no, I shouldn't say that, but he is. I mean, his mo- him going into motion sets the defense and gets them ready for something weird to happen. Because what do we do? what do we do last week? Jamar Chase out on the flat, mm-hmm. right? Give him some open space. The dude's dangerous. Yeah. So the defense readjusts in. Burrow, Zach Taylor, you know, everybody who came together to put this offense together um, realized that 
And they, they know that, well, everybody knows at this point that Jamar Chase is a weapon. There's, mm-hmm. there's no surprise there. They know that Jamar Chase is a weapon, and they're going to they're gonna adjust their defense accordingly when, when stuff doesn't look so right. And what ended up being was a, a big-time run. I think, you know, they were really trying to pound the rock um, in this game. And what, I was very, very happy that, you know, they stayed committed to it. Joe Burrow could have very easily went past happy the entire second half of the game. We know what they have. We know their weapons, right? Joe Mixon can catch the ball. We know about how good Jamar Chase is. We know how good T. Higgins is. We know how good Tyler Boyd is. We know Drew Sample's not a bad tight end, but he's no Yazuma. But he could have went past Happy the entire time, but they stayed the course. They were down 21-3, to I think. I think they scored a touchdown at the end of the first half. Uh, Well, the half ends with... (laughs) You are ridiculous, dude. Come on. The end. The half ends uh, eleven point difference. The Chiefs were trying to go up eighteen, scoring a touchdown and going up eighteen, but they end up not getting that touchdown at the That's end of the right. half. That's right. Yeah, and that could have been. No, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was that. It was. It was crazy. But again, they stayed the course. They stayed balanced. And it is obviously paid off in dividends because Joe Mixon started to get you know bigger chunk plays. Yeah, and our are the wider I shouldn't say are I'm not a Bengals fan rooting for him, but not a Bengals fan. The Bengals wide receivers were starting to get open a little bit more. They were catching the ball. They were getting more yak. Yeah, which is you know ever important. I'd have to say my MVP of this game uh, is e- it's either T Higgins or it is Joe Mixon. Those the yardage those guys created. Um, with Higgins getting the strong catches and contested catches, and then Mixon just hitting those big runs to just be able to keep them balanced is so huge. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, um, Chiefs could have done a little of that. <laughs> just saying. They could. They do. They went away from the run. <clears throat> they went away from the run in that second half, mm-hmm. which is strange. Mm-hmm. Was kill clock. Yeah, it was very weird. We'll that get that. into it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so let's watch it one more time. We'll turn the volume up just a smidgen. And we'll watch it. All right, Jamar Chase in motion immediately. Two receivers to the right, our tight end to the left. Again, Jamar Chase to Joe Burrow's left and Joe Mixon to Joe Burrow's right in the shotgun formation. This is a tough one. Jamar Chase is there. All right, look at I even just noticed our linebackers pulling off over here, too. So that's mm-hmm. even that's even that's a bigger bonus. And it just helps that Joe Burrow throws that little pump fake. All right, over to the side. And Joe Mix, I mean, what a little, like, just weaving in and out of that offense, that, 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 that just hot mess. Yeah. Very Jonathan Taylor-esque. And, to- and he goes and gets some big plus yardage. Um, big plus yardage in this. And getting this offense kind of in rhythm and going. Bengals were flat the first quarter. Now you're starting to build the momentum, all right? Yeah. We can move the ball against this very well-coached Chiefs defense. So that is uh, that is my second offensive play, and that uh, is it. Yeah, that's it for the offensive plays. We're going to jump over to the defensive stuff now. All right, Brian, what are we looking at here? Our very first uh, defensive play. Yeah, we need to establish a baseline to understand what the Chiefs do so well that makes them so scary, that makes them that team that 
oh, when Patrick Mahomes wins the coin toss in overtime, game's over because it's potent offense that can score at will, and they do it all the time. So in this touchdown, uh, it is the Tyreek Hill uh, in the corner of the end zone touchdown. So let's let's watch it once, and then we'll go through all the personnel and sure stuff. Thing. <clears throat> all right. It's a first and goal from the 10. Play action into the line, and the home's going to slide and throw to the end zone. Oh, what a catch. It is caught for the touchdown. Tyreek Hill. He's got big ups. Yeah, he can. He's an athlete, man. He he can make just about every play you need him to on, out there. He's so fast and powerful and, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty dang good at what he does. Yep. Uh, so personnel-wise, we are looking at 11 personnel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they don't do really much outside of that. No, no. No, when you've got, you know, Travis Kelsey. Oh, no, 12. It's 12. Because that's Kelsey up there at the Kelsey up there. Oh, they have mm-hmm. the second t- this backup tight end. Okay. Yep. Uh, so they're gonna run some play action out of their twelve personnel. Not often do you see Patrick Mahomes under center, but you do see it more when they get closer to the end zone. Correct. And it's it's all about trying to get guys moving, creating space, because as you get closer to the end zone, you've got less and less space to deal with. It's more compact, makes it harder to throw. So idea being, you know, running play action, stuff like that, to try and pull people away and create space. Kind of similar to what we just saw, you know, with moving Jamar Chase pre-snap to try and get someone out of position. Same thing kind of happened here with a play action. Right. Uh, So what the Bengals were doing – primarily in the first half was they were bringing uh, four men on the defensive line to create pressure, but not going too far upfield. So you, you, the idea being because Mahomes is shifty enough and has that escapability that you don't want him escaping out of the pocket no. and beating you outside, especially if he's going to the right, you're done. If he, if he's moving to his right, as you see in this play, you're toast. So yeah. the idea being that you got to try and limit that. So they were using four men on the defensive line and running their base nickel four two five and having the five guys in the secondary. And then in the second half, they flipped that on its head and they completely changed a lot of the stuff they were doing. On this play, uh, they bring four men, but it seems like it's a soft uh, pass rush and they're running zone. Or I'm sorry, they're running man uh, with safeties over top, and the reason this ends up being a score is because you little son of a gun. <laughs> uh, the reason that this ends up being a score is because they're in man, and the man's in trail, and Tyreek Hill's too good. So let's play this. And uh, now that I'm in person, I can actually maybe help you stop a little bit sooner <laughs> instead of the delay on Zoom. That's true. All right, pause right there. Perfect. Okay. So at this moment, uh, everyone's deep into their routes. The zone, um, the the man coverage is well established. Patrick Mahomes knows 100% what he is looking at. So now it's all about feel and finding the window to throw it. So let's keep playing it. All right. Great pass um, protection. 
and a throw to the end zone is too easy because he had all day. And him be going mobile too, probably pulled up some of those uh those secondary guys, right? Yeah, you definitely have to move with Mahomes. If he's starting to move, you need to move. Let's take it yeah, look at that. Yeah, he starts to go and look at they start to pull up a little bit and they're all over the place. This guy back here, yeah, he doesn't know who he wants to cover. And then yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's almost like the cup route where he just hits him right. Just, yeah. He finds, you know, Hill and, finds the right seam and just kind of hits it. And it's not the designed route that they end up scoring on. You know, the the play essentially ends when Mahomes decides to throw, like, scramble out and throw it on the run because they ran their routes. Nobody got open. It was well covered. All right, now it's time to improvise, which is the reason that you need a quarterback quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and stuff in today's game is – Creating plays out of structure is so essential to winning in this league, and it's oftentimes how the Chiefs score. Correct. That's why chemistry is important. <clears throat> it, it, yeah. You're right. You know, hate to bring it up, but last week against the Bills, right, Travis Kelsey called that last – was it the field goal, uh, the, the catch that led to the field goal? When he hit it up the seam. He does something similar in this yeah. in this game too. Um, when they – on the drive that they tie up the game to send into the overtime – Travis Kelsey ran a similar seam route that he understood uh, they were playing in zone, and he he ran a zone-beating seam route. Uh, This is all about Tyreek Hill just elongating the throw or elongating the play and letting Patrick Mahomes get outside the pocket and have a one-on-one throw to where there's Tyreek Hill's going to be his man. Right. Tyreek Hill, he gets over... I don't say he gets overlooked, but he's, like, never in the discussion for, like, a top five receiver every year. You know why it is? Is he's his attitude can be so off-putting, and he's not that prototypical guy. So I think those two right. things kind of, like, lead to it. I, I, I guess I can get that. I just, like, he's, yeah, just every year I feel like yardage, mm-hmm. catches, dependability, he's always, like, he could be considered a top five or an all-time great, but I don't know if Tyree Kill will get looked like that in retrospect. Probably not. It, it, it gets chalked up to maybe even like, oh, he plays for Andy Reid and whatever. Right. Or he all he, has, he got to play with Kelsey. And- yeah. I disagree with that philosophy, but it's probably the case. Yeah, looking around. Good make job making reads on Mahomes' part and throwing on the go. Yeah. Just, just lead, lead your guy to a nice, safe place to go catch him. Come down with the ball without being contested or anything like that. So. Right. Um, but we're going to take a look at the second half now because yeah. the Bengals did something a little different. They started, uh, well, they just, they, they game plan well. They adjusted well. Second half adjustment. Yeah. Let's take a look at what that's like. So notice where we are in the field compared to what we were in the last play, right? We're in the red zone. We're inside the 10. You know, it's basically the same idea. They're running very similar personnel it's not the 12 personnel but it's 11 personnel uh we're not in under center anymore we're in shotgun now uh but all these things are very similar to what they normally do this is not anything weird for kansas city to run the the chiefs or um cincinnati saw this on film over and over again so right let's run this play and see how it comes out all right 
So much better. So much better. So what's different? Because they still ran play action out of it. You know, there's still a play action play, so that didn't work. Um, they they still, you know, relied on their elite speed at wide receiver uh, to try and create some space here, and that didn't work. Um, Cincinnati switched up. The biggest thing they switch up, so – they're still going to come out in their 4-2-5, but they crowd because, first off, Kansas City welcomes in the men into the box because they, they themselves have bunched up their formation. Right. Um, so I think this is a hard play-action sell instead of the slight play-action sell from the first play that we looked at. So to counter that, Cincinnati stays in zone, and they are okay with bringing the, the pressure but it's a fake pressure. So let's play it at a couple of seconds. Sure. And it's up. Okay. So. Oh, I see. Every guy has stayed in their zone and no one has worked up field and literally no one is, is in a pass rush thing. They're all just holding their ground. Yeah. And the idea being that you have to be prepared for the silly shuffle shovel passes they like to do to like Kelsey and you know they like to do um pitches out to the outside and stuff like that so very cautious defensive formation and execution from Cincinnati let's roll a couple more clicks what's up yeah that's Hardman up there at the top corner he's well covered mm-hmm. all the KC guys are well covered mm-hmm. another wrinkle Kelsey is not out there yeah he Converted the first and goal to to get it to first and goal. Uh, if you remember, that was a sh- one of the shovel passes that he caught. And then um, the other thing they do different on this is they left the tight end in. Even with it not being Kelsey, he just stayed in and blocked. So Cincinnati didn't have to worry about him. So now they have another extra defender out there that doesn't have to cover a tight end as opposed to the last time. Everything about what Cincinnati did in the first half compared to what they did in the second half is let's designate another man to coverage. So in the first half, if they brought a three-man rush, this is not a three-man rush. They brought four here, but it's not a real rush. But like in the first half, if they brought a three-man rush, what they were doing was they were letting the extra defender be a spy and sit back. In the next, in the second half, they were dropping all guys straight into coverage, and they weren't running spies often, right? Because they were daring Kansas City to be patient, take the underneath routes, and run the ball. Two things that Kansas City apparently wanted nothing to do with, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes was not interested in doing that. No, no, not at all. You can just tell. I mean, look at Mahomes thinks this is like an easy touchdown strike to to Hardman, and. No, right. twenty one right. bounced off their their the the, the pass rush, mm-hmm. right, and well covered. So, in zone, twenty one's in better favorable position because he doesn't have to tra- trail the guy one hundred percent inside outside. You know, if the guy ran a whip route, meaning he's going to work in real quick and then work back out, he would have to cover him one hundred percent. 
if he's running zone, he can keep the outside or the inside, whatever he decides to do, and he doesn't have to worry about it because it's passed off to another guy if he runs away from him. Right. So running zone in, in, in the red zone and end zone is almost always more favorable, um, but you got lucky here in the fact that they chose to leave another man in. I mean, you got one, two, three, four, five, six. I see six chief you know, helmets right there at the line of scrimmage. Not ideal for um, converting on the second and goal. No, attempt. no. You think you want an extra guy out to... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, but yeah, it, it just yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very well schemed. You think you want an extra guy in just as a, as a you know? Sure, you brought an extra def, you know blocker, mm-hmm. but even just somebody guy to go off quick. I, I don't know. This yeah. is really really good on Cincy's part. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that we don't see and it, it may get talked about is they were letting him play. Russ were letting him play. I guarantee you that if you watch the Doll 22 film, there's probably grabbing all over the field oh, in yeah. the secondary. But they were letting it go both ways. So what are you going to know? Right. Um, let's finish this playoff, and I actually want to watch the next play too. Sure. Because yeah. they work so well together. Yeah. They could not, Bengals could not get to Mahomes in the first half at all. Yeah. This one, they bring a three man rush and just drop eight guys in the coverage. And then and send the line, yeah. He, but he gets the okay. Oh man, it was so. I don't know. I don't know what the signal is, and I don't know what the cue is. But he gets the okay to leave his assignment and and work upfield. Well, if it's anything like backyard football, he probably counted to five Mississippi. Good call. That's probably right. Probably got the five. <laughs> <laughs> One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three. All right, yeah. I'm going. <laughs> zone. They're sitting back in zone. Yeah. You know, Honestly, that probably that, that probably was the same. Like it probably was a timed thing. Like if if Mahomes doesn't get the ball out, send send him. Yeah, let's go. Send somebody, and they got him, and they got him good. Like Mahomes is usually pretty good at evading, and they just this defense had him so rattled. Yeah, so rattled. It, it, he wanted to take the big plays too much. I think that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, is something that. Belichick constantly tried to do with Josh Allen. It's something he's always done and overall to just dare you to go the length of the field and be patient and just keep converting and matriculating the ball. Remember that that's a that's a Chiefs coach, a, by yeah, the way. Hank Stram. Yeah. Uh you know, matric- keep matriculating the ball and Mahomes completely just said, nah, I don't feel like doing that. Nah, touchdown or bust, homie. Yeah. Um, In fact, uh, we're not going to watch the play, but on the game-deciding interception in overtime, Kelsey's one-on-one with a linebacker in the in the middle of the field. Right. And if he wanted to, he could have just dumped it off for eight yards. He, he didn't need to convert on that play. He, well, I think, I think it was a second-down play. I and think so, too. He, he chucked it up deep, so... Uh, good on Cincinnati's secondary of sticking together because they have had a rough year. Yeah, their defense. I mean, they did a good job of. Uh, they spent some money with uh, you know getting their defense piece. That, that's what they mostly spent money on in free agency this they year. They did. Uh, and that and the narrative was we spent all this money and and getting no results because they they were they were having a rough time. Yeah. in the secondary. Um, they Bates they, Bates's last. I want to say four weeks going back to the end of the regular season has been playing at a different level. 
I am terrified of Cincinnati next year. Yeah. You see all that salary cap space that they have? Yeah. They have like they have they're like they have one of the most. I think they're, they're like young. top five or ten at most. They, they don't have to pay Joe Burrow yet. Nope. Mixon's got to be due for an extension though soon. Okay. You think maybe right? Um, but right, your two your two top wide receivers are a rookie and a sophomore. Mm-hmm. You got time. Mm-hmm. They're in a good spot. Yeah, man. They're in a really good spot. And no one wants to hear this, uh, especially my friends that are Ravens fans, but. Not that scary of a division. No, you got Pittsburgh going through the 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 mess that they're going to have to go through without Big Ben now. Yep, you know, completely moving on. Mason Rudolph season, baby. Uh, the the Ravens don't seem to know exactly who they want to be. They it seems like they're impatient with what they've had, and I'm sure that that's the case when you look across the division. You see a quarterback winning at a completely different way. You know what I mean? The in the more traditional offense of putting the ball down the field on a more consistent basis instead of the Greg Roman, you know, side-to-side heavy run action, you know, which is works, but it's tough to see. And then and then you got the, the Browns who I don't know what the Browns are. <laughs> I don't know either. But I really think it's the, the Cincinnati, man. I don't know where just all of a sudden put it together. It's that mojo. Like I, I think we said, did I tell you yesterday? Or so, I don't know. I know I said it, but. Cleveland or Cincinnati is who we thought Cleveland was going to be this year. That you did say that. I have said that. Yep. And many other people have said that. It's the uh the God's honest truth. Yeah, so. but like what names on defense? That's like I keep going back to them. Hilton. Like, the other Hilton. They have they have Logan Wilson who went to Wyoming, like Josh Allen. Is it funny those dudes left last year too, right? Uh oh was it Gino Atkins? And Car, oh God, Dunlap. Oh, Carlos Dunlap. Yeah. Carlos Dunlap and somebody else wanted out too. It might have been Atkins, and they wanted out because they want to win. They didn't want to. They wanted to win. Yeah, and they want to be part of a rebuild. One of them went to Seattle. Yeah, and then look at this this team now. AJ Green wanted out. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Big Wolf. Could you? Oh God! Could you imagine AJ Green on this team? Sweet Jesus! As your four. Oh my God. AJ Green would be your four because you wouldn't take Boyd off the field for AJ Green. You'd keep him out there in your spot. I love this even more now that we're talking about that. Yeah. Nobody had faith. No, and because you normally don't make a jump from four to the Super Bowl. Right. You know, you know, you're not picking top five and then you're playing in the Super Bowl nearly next year. You could maybe win the division. Like that wasn't that shocking to me. Like I wasn't blown away. Like wow, they won the AFC North. Well, okay, the Ravens had a horrendous year of just injuries. Yeah, Pittsburgh was kind of a lame duck all along. Right. You know, you just knew that that offense didn't have enough to do anything, and then Cleveland imploded on themselves like they always do. They just can't handle the pressure. So. Winning the division wasn't that impressive. Winning those road playoff games in the division round and then the AFC Championship in two of the more hostile environments, yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. And then the way they won it this weekend I think is my favorite. Just you're down 11. Yeah, we beat them already once this year, but at the same time, we just saw what happened. And then for them to tie it up, take it to overtime, and then win the coin toss, and you just saw that happen the week before, 
with the Bills and like, how do you even have that as an athlete? I don't even know how you have that mental fortitude of just saying, "Nah, screw this, bro. We got it." <laughs> no, without a doubt, man. Good for good for Cincy fans. You know who did believe him? Joe Goodberry. Shout out to that dude. He's yeah. awesome. Great, he, great guy. Great he deserves guest. this. He does. He does. All of Houday Nation. Now Tigers figure fans. out how to block Aaron Donald. Yeah, I'm terrified for <laughs> Joe Burrow. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll figure it out. But um, I think that's it for this week. You want to just double up on Losers Club next week? Well, we've kind of reached the end of Loser Club as far as teams that did not make the playoffs. Okay. So in a way, I kind of like to say that you are. these are now all winners because they made the playoffs. Okay. Um. Yeah, we can probably just do a, a quick, you know, recap of, you know, where are we at? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it after the Super Bowl? We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause... We're heading in that direction anyways where we're going to just start talking about, like, yeah. you know, going more in depth, I think, of the Losers Club aspect. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm completely fine with that. I think next week we just have a fun film study. Well, or we preview, the, we preview the Super Bowl. Well, I was going to say we can do preview of the Super Bowl, and I would also like to look at some famous plays from Super Bowls and break down film on that. I like that. Yeah. You want to do three? In, uh, I don't know. We could find a way to do, like, like well, a, make it a big, a, a big hyped up, like maybe some more film study. Maybe yeah. an extra player or two. Wait, wasn't there a – there was a Bengals – well, it was Bengals-Niners Super Bowl, right? Twice, 81 and 80 – 81 and 89? 88 or 89? No. 87. No? I can't remember. Where's Andrew, where's Andrew Lenz? 81 was definitely one of them. Yeah. They lost to, they lost to San Fran both times. I think it was right. 88. Because, no, because Denver was, was it the year that they've knocked off the Bills in the division or the the one of the, the championship? Yeah, I think that was eighty nine. I think that was eighty nine. Okay. So, um, hey, we're getting to the point where we can just do any film study we want. I know. I kind of like it actually. Um, but all right, everybody, that is a wrap. Thank you so much, as always, for your support. Uh, yeah, this is the kickoff of a new month. I don't have our numbers in yet, but I'm actually really excited because we we did we did damn good. I feel uh, we did pretty good this month. So thank you so much for your support. Our Facebook page has blown up. Thank you so much, Jackson Mahomes, Tom Brady's pseudo-retirement, uh, Brittany Matthews, and, um, oh, God, who else? Oh, the, the guy who wants to eat, said he would eat dog shit on the NFL Muse thing. So thank you, everybody, for uh, for that. We lot shout, of, out, shout out that guy. I know. Seriously. He's a troll. I know he's a troll. But <laughs> my dog's like, dog poop. He just turned his head at me. So so adorable. Hi. There you go. So cute. Much better. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Brian and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is... (laughs) 